Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Paddle Pod, your weekly podcast covering professional paddle presented by Hugo and Gons. We're on to episode 39. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Hugo. It's great to have you here. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks, Gons. Actually, just got off the paddle court a couple of hours ago, managed to get the big win. So, yeah, always nice to finish the week with a big W. <laughs> uh, yeah. And actually managed to make it a six love in the second set. So... It's always a bit of a pleasure, isn't it, when you beat someone six love? Even better. <laughs> exactly. And actually, before we we get into the well, today's episode, I just wanted to take the opportunity to thank Sam Jones once again for his time. Last week we had such a good time recording with him. It was such an insightful episode. And actually, I wanted to highlight that as we discussed towards the end of last week's episode with Sam, he was going to play in a grade one LTA tournament this weekend in the UK. And I believe he was playing the final maybe about an hour ago or not long ago. And he was one set up in the final. So let's hope he won it. That would be a pretty, once again, even more epic way to finish the week. I mean, my, my win looks a bit average compared to that. <laughs> yeah. What a way as well for, for Sam, I guess, to, to kick his season off that, that would be epic. And yeah, I definitely second that. It was like such an honor and pleasure to have him here. It was probably one of the most fun episodes, I think, that we've had, at least from my side. And it was also quite uh, quite an honest conversation, I felt, which sometimes you might not get that. But yeah, just a great bloke, bloke all around. And hopefully he won because that, that would make it all the better. I'm sure he won. I'm sure he won. I think they, he'd won the first set 6-3 or 6-4 and they were 4-all in the second. I just saw a snapshot on his Instagram story. So, well, story, sorry. So yeah, best of luck, Sam. Hope you managed to close it off. <laughs> nice. So moving on, because we've got a very interesting episode ahead. I think it'll be really exciting because tomorrow this is, we're recording on Sunday, 25th of Feb. And tomorrow, the main draw of the first Premier Paddle Tournament officially kicks off in Riyadh. Uh, over the weekend has actually been the qualifiers, uh, which some interesting results uh, coming off the back of that, which uh, maybe we can talk about uh, towards the end of the episode if we have time. But given that the season is going to officially kick off tomorrow, we wanted to use this episode to give away our predictions which uh, probably by a month's time, they're going to be garbage already, but we'll try our best. And I think <laughs> we've got some very interesting questions lined up uh, to discuss, which hopefully you all will find interesting. I've definitely had my fair bit of studying uh, to really try and nail this down because it, it has been very challenging. I'm not going to lie. I don't know how you found it, Hugo. Yeah, I mean... The thing is, is that it's literally finger in the air and just go for what your gut tells you because right now at this stage of the season, it's so hard to predict anything. And we know how quickly things change in sport and even particularly in paddle. I feel that things can change very quickly when you're talking about momentum and pairs, etc. So yeah, it's been a tough one, but I'm looking forward to basically sharing our predictions with our audience and seeing how how bad we get found out <laughs> exactly yeah when when we get to december this is when the the receipts are going to come through and uh yeah it's not going to be a good look hugo but <laughs> uh let's kick things off which probably the most important question for the 2024 season 
And uh, I'll let you start, Hugo, but who will end as the number one pair by December 2024? I almost feel like this should have been kept to the end, but <laughs> it is the most important question. So at least in my eyes. And well, I really did struggle to make a decision. And I've got to be honest, I've gone with my heart rather than my head. So as you can imagine, I've gone with Dabian Cotillo. I think they will stick in the number one spot and make it two years in a row at the top of the world paddle rankings. I just, the main reason why I've gone for them over Alain and Lebreton, one is because they are my favorite pair and I, you always want to trust your, your team. You want to back your team. And they were obviously sensational last season. I just still don't know whether Leveron is at the peak of his game and whether he will be able to compete against both the Super Bibes and Fabian Coelho for the whole season without getting injured, etc. I know that injuries can happen to all players and this can change very quickly. And he might have a fully injured season. I mean, he basically hadn't been injured before in his career. But yeah, I watched him play the Reserve Cup and I wasn't very confident. I, I, I don't think he looked very confident on the court. And basically that's what I've gone off because Galan is looking sensational and we haven't really watched much of Dabian Coelho a bit at the Hexagon Cup and neither of them were that good. Obviously, Dabia, Dabia's preseason was affected by his car accident in Chile. So, yeah, I've basically just gone with Dabian Coelho because I'm, I don't want to put all my eggs in the basket of thinking Lebron is 100% back. And I just think Dabian Coelho, yeah, I, I, I want to go with them edging it. What do you think, Gons? Nice. I want to ask you actually, uh, before I get to say mine, uh, what about because you you've been speaking about Tapia and Goyo, and it seemed like you were debating between them and Lebron and Galan, but what about the Super Vivas? They must be feeling a bit pissed right now. Are you are you disrespecting <laughs> them? It probably is a disrespect. I mean, our friend David Fernandez thinks that they will end up as the number one ranked pair at the end of the season. That's what he told us when he joined us for one of our episodes. I do think that it's going to be very tight across all three pairs. My, basically the reason why I see them, I think they'll end up the season as the number three ranked pair is because I think if everyone's at the peak of their game, I think Stupa and Dineno are maybe just slightly below the level of Lebron Angalan and Tapian Coelho. However, what I would say is that right now, I think at this point of the season, they are probably the strongest pair because they've been playing really, really well in preseason across both the, both the Hexagon Cup, which Dineno won with Deyo and Stubba made the final. And also at the Reserve Cup, they played together and they won. So I do think that right now, they're probably the strongest pair. But I just have a feeling that Tapian Coelho and Lebron Angalan over the course of a whole year, will end up above them. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that, actually. Uh, <laughs> I will say that I would probably put Stupa and Nineno third as well. But for my number one prediction, 
I think I'm going to go with Lebron and Galan. <laughs> and I'm going to go with my my head and not my heart in this case, uh, opposite to you. I definitely agree with you that the reason, for example, why I've chosen Lebron and Galan is definitely more for Galan than Lebron. I think that Galan is at an incredible level, probably the best player, at least when, when the year ended, he was definitely the best player on tour. And I feel like if this year they're going to be the number ones, it will be, the main reason will be him. I I also feel like they've got a bit of a chip on their shoulder and they've got like a point to prove. I think that part of that was probably why they necessarily, they don't, they didn't split because I feel like they, they probably thought that is just something in them where it's like, this doesn't feel like the end of a chapter. Like there's still another chapter to be written. And I think this would be, for example, if if they do go on and end up being the number one pair and then they decided to split then, I think that would be an incredible ending to, to their partnership. And I think they both deserve that. So I'm betting big on them. I think that Lebron, I don't know if he's going to be what, what he used to be, but I think he'll be very close to it. I, I'm also quite quite bullish on him being able to adapt his game. I think technically he's one of the best players out there. I think he can, they both, to be fair, can play in all type of conditions, all type of courts, which I'm not necessarily sure if Tapian Coelho can. I also think that from a, at least at their level, I also think from a preseason per, per, uh, perspective, I think that's gone and done them, Lebron Angalan, uh, very well. I'm also... As you met, you briefly mentioned as well, Tapia had the car accident, which probably has derailed somewhat his preseason. He's probably not at the peak yet. He probably had to start a bit later. All of those things combined, I, I really think that Lebron Angalan this year are going to go out there and, and really prove that, that they can be and why they're the number ones. Now, big risk and obviously a big caveat here i'm I'm already like trying to <laughs> save my, my prediction but yeah I, I do agree with you that injuries are as, as a factor but obviously can happen to anyone but if if let's say uh, an injury such as the one last year like doesn't happen and we obviously pray that that it won't for for any player but if if no big injuries happen i definitely think that lebron angalan um are gonna edge it this this year I just feel like they're a more complete pair and uh, they've got massive motivation and potentially what we've seen towards the end of last year from Koyo and Tapia, I believe a lot of it was obviously demotivation and and, and, and probably the, the, the tiredness and the physique, but could there be an element of them being found, found out? And now I'm sure like all the code, like... I feel like they're in a position where they probably have to have adjusted a bit of their game this preseason, because if not, I feel like all the players probably have studied them a lot and would try to find ways how to play them. So let's see if they've been able to do that or not. I'm sure they have, to be fair. And I guess it's a question of head versus heart, right? Does the head win? Does the heart win? We're basically both arguing yeah. that... Our heart tells us Koya and Dabia. Our head tells us Lebron and Galan. I, as I say, my big question is around Lebron's peak. I think if he gets back to his level or very almost at the peak of his game, if he's almost at the peak, I think they will probably edge Dabia and Coelho. However, I do think that Koya and Dabia are even younger and they've probably got more, 
slightly higher ceiling still. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. It's going to be an epic race, and as you say, I really hope that Stubbandi uh, Neno haven't felt discriminated by us. <laughs> no, I mean, and I think to be honest, as you, I, I think what you said about them being the most informed pair right now, I totally agree with it. I think last year as well, they started the year winning the first major, if I'm not mistaken. So they always start the season quite well. I just don't think that they've got that ceiling that Coelho and Tapia have or that Lebron Angalan have. So, but by no means, I don't think that we're disrespecting them. And I and I believe that it will be super tight towards the end. I definitely, unless obviously there's a big injury or something, but I don't see this like last year where by, by summer we all knew what basically was going to happen or, or by like April, if I'm not mistaken, is when uh, Tapia and Coelho actually overtook um, Lebron Angalan as the number ones and look no further. I, I think that this year will be so close to to the end of the year, basically, for, for, for the positions to be decided. Totally agree. And actually, another interesting question that I really did want to ask you, Gons, is so which pair will break up first from the top 10? So within the top pairs, which one do you think will call it quits? The earliest. So potentially I've got an answer that's probably a bit obvious. And I've got an answer that's maybe not so obvious. Which one would you want me to go first with? Interesting. Okay, go for the obvious one first. I think the obvious one is Momo and Chingo. I just feel like they could potentially have like a decent start but I don't see them lasting in the long run at all. I feel like their game has this very just standard ceiling mm-hmm. and they just don't have firepower. I don't know where, how they're going to win points. I think they're just going to have to win points by physique, by targeting opposition, by forcing errors. But it's just very hard to find just neither of them have the skill set or their best attributes is finishing a game. So I feel like that will be a ceiling for them. And let's be honest, Chingo was at an incredible level last year. And it was clear that he was waiting for someone like Ale Galan. And actually, quite funnily enough, Paquito recently did an interview with, with 2010 in Manu Martin's channel. Great collaboration, by the way. And he was saying that they decided to move on basically because Paquito was looking for someone that could finish points. And... Chingo also felt that like he needed someone that could be even more finisher than Paquito, let's say someone younger, someone more physical. So it's quite, or, and that could take a bit of the game. So I just feel like Chingo is clearly waiting for Ale Galan. And obviously then that doesn't happen. Galan stays with LeBron. So I feel like Momo was sort of the only option available to him because Ruiz and Tello don't split. So it almost that pair just wasn't it didn't seem like that was his plan from the get-go so they could surprise people at the beginning like i said we've seen many instances where like some pairs just join and because like they don't the opponents don't really know how to play them and it's like quite different to how everyone plays and that could show that could create some some surprises and they are very good players but yeah i just feel like they i don't know how they're going to get the winners so that's the obvious one Maybe the less obvious one is <laughs> John Sanf and Coquinieto. 
Now, I really believe that John Sanf is ready for like really winning tournaments, making semifinals, making finals. And I'm just not sure Kokinieto is the right person for him to to get him to that level. And I could very well see John Sanf getting a bit tired and frustrated and trying to to go for someone, again, more attacking. And I think something about this season, I think this season we'll see even more the attacking side of the game dominating because I think, and I heard this from Manu Martin saying that most of the tournaments are going to be outdoors. And we know how normally games are outdoors and and the playing style that dominates is, is the smashes, is the air. So I'm just... I could very well see John Santh getting tired of of Koki Nieto and uh, and making a switch, but I'll hand it over now to you. You interesting analysis, and I. It's a very interesting analysis, Gons, and I do very much agree with with both shouts. I think they could both happen. I've gone for two very well, just two different shouts. So my first shout that. is Ruiz Centello. So, because I'll tell you why, I think so. Not not just because last season wasn't actually that good, as we agreed on, and they probably stuck together because Lebron and Galan ended up sticking together, and a lot of pairs just decided to do the same thing because they didn't really know whether they could find a better player to pair up with. But I just think that they're the pair that would fit best across the rest of the top eight or top and top ten pairs if they were to split. So. I could see Sanyo playing with Dejo. I could see Sanyo playing with Coquinieto at some point, maybe if he starts playing a little bit worse. So I could almost just... What I mean is that Alex Ruiz and Juan Dejo, I just, I just have a feeling that if another pair within the top eight, top 10 did decide to split, I think they could fit across quite a few pairs. So that's the main reason why I've gone for that shout apart from obviously the fact that they didn't have a great season last season. And if not, I've got to be honest, Baguito Sanyo, I just, I really don't think that they're going to last that long because I don't really think they're very patient players, either of them. If things don't go well, they'll probably take a drastic decision as soon as possible. Also because they're not in the early stages of their career, they're more towards the end of their career or edging towards the the back end of it at least and so I just have a feeling that say things aren't going well after two or three months and Paquito suddenly decides well calls John Santh and says hey do you want to pair up with me and John Santh says yes then he'll definitely go for that and yeah so I just have a feeling that if things aren't going well Paquito might go and try someone else like one of the other youngsters whether that's John Sand, maybe even Alex Reith, play with a lefty, see how that goes. And I, I genuinely think that Sanyo Tello will happen at some point very soon. So, yeah, those would be my two pairs, to be fair. <laughs> those are very interesting shouts. I also thought a lot about them. And I completely agree with what you say that if one of them, basically anyone that we've said, whoever pulls the trigger first is then going to lead to all the other changes that we've just discussed. Like I completely agree. Exactly. And um, it's just, I guess the question of who will actually pull the trigger first, but I can definitely see a massive, <laughs> a massive like domino uh, and, and dance like happening with, with all these different, with that sort of cohort of players just within the, like, let's say top five to top 10. 
So uh, it will be very interesting. On Sanyon Paquito, I will say that I'm potentially a bit more bullet, uh, like bullish on them. I think I on the interview that I mentioned with Veinte uh, Diez, I thought it was what he talked about and why he decided to pair up with Sanyo and the fact that they've had it like talked about basically since October and they've both uh yeah that they're they've they've been training really well together and preseason's gone well. I feel like they're gonna surprise a lot of people and they both know how they are. They've like played already together. Potentially from a paddle perspective maybe we'll see how how it goes but Paquito's still able to to be one of the top left-sided players in the world I think he's proven that like through last season we'll see maybe fitness how will that be if they're able to cope with that but I I definitely think that um I'm I'm like quite optimistic about them but at the same time you are very right that definitely Sanyo at least has got can make very drastic decisions. I think we saw that last year with, for example, Bella, like basically gave them absolutely no chance. And within just some bad situation, just decided to to get rid of Bella essentially. So uh we'll see, we'll see how it goes. There's definitely going to be a lot of fireworks in that pair. 100%. And actually, I just wanted to highlight the main reason why I didn't go for Momon Chingoto, which are obviously probably one of the main one of the main pairs that people would go for. And it's because when I think about other pairs splitting and giving them a call, I don't think if Paquito Sanyo split, they would call Momo Chingo because they've already played with each other. And I think it would be the same if it was if they were to call Alex Ruiz and Juan Dejo. Because again, they've already played with each other. And Chingoto and Tello have both said during interviews that they're not going to be playing together, well, in the near future. So when you start eliminating a couple of pairs, then you're like, actually, who would they say yes to if they were, were to receive the call, the, the call? And obviously outside of the top three pairs. So yeah, interesting shout, of course. And very interesting. Yeah, interesting question. We'll see what happens throughout the year. Nice. So moving on, the next question is, will there be any other tournament winners other than the big three? And if so, who will it be? Again, such a tough question, and I'm just going to go for it. I was very 50-50, but I'm going to say yes. I do think that there will be another winner. And if I had to bet, I've got two pairs. One would be John and Goggy, based on... Well, having such a good season last season, they were probably the well most improved pair or the pair that people didn't expect that they were going to be as good as they were. And at points, they were probably the fourth best pair, at least in my eyes, in terms of game and how well they were playing. So I think that they could very much have a chance. So that would be one of my bets. But actually, and weirdly, even though I don't have a lot of faith in Baggy Don Sanyo, if I had to bet my house on someone, it would be Baggy Don Sanyo. Not just because they're serial winners, but because they will be seeded as the fourth pair, at least for the first few tournaments, unless they start losing. And what that means is that they don't face any of the top three pairs until the semifinals. So at the end of the day, you only really have to win. You only have to beat two out of... Lebron Galan, Tapia Coelho, Stupanineno to win a tournament. 
So that's basically why I've gone for them as my pair, even though, as I say, I just don't think they're going to do that well. But hey, they could win a tournament and then have five horrendous tournaments and just call it quits. So basically, that's my shout. What do you think, Gons? Yeah, I've actually gone the same here. Uh, I think that the the peak of Sanyo and Paquito, I think, can be really high. And that means essentially winning a title. Paquito has won a title every single season, basically. Even last year, he was the other, let's say, player that, that won him and Chingo won outside the big three. So uh, so I think it's definitely on the cards. If if there's a, another pair that are going to win, I definitely think that is Sanjo and Paquito. And I think that's basically how their pair is going to be. And, and, and actually, Paquito even said this. He was like, I don't expect it to be as consistent as he was with Chingoto, where it was like semifinals after semifinals every single tournament. But they've got a higher peak and they've got a higher ceiling, I feel. So uh, yeah, if there's another pair to win, it will be them. And I do think that there will be another pair to win because even though the big three are just so dominant, it's so complicated, right? To be there every single tournament, there's injuries, all of that. So so yeah, I'll give it to, to Paquita and Sanya as well. Nice. Great. So next question. And actually, yeah, one of my favorites. Which pair do you think is going to be the most surprising in... Sorry, not the most surprising, the most disappointing. So, yeah, who do you think is going to perform worst based on expectations? Because obviously people and we will have different expectations for different pairs and different players. Yeah, that is a is a good one. I've got two in my mind. One is, as you mentioned, because I think expectations is a key word when we talk about this. So one, I would say, has got decent expectations. The other one, potentially not, but I just think that they've got a very high seat, seed and I just don't think they're going to perform. Uh, but I'll give you my first shout, which you're probably going to be a bit sad about, sad about but Garrido and Janguas. <laughs> and uh, I know this one's going to hurt, but the reason is I just feel like they're potentially still too young and they are potentially still a bit, from a sporting perspective, they they haven't they haven't got that like maturity and I just feel like maybe their mental side could be stronger. I think that is so unfortunate that Yang was had that period with Bella where essentially Bella was a lot injured and they weren't be they weren't able to play a lot, probably not as much as he wished, because I think that period he really could have learned from him. And I still feel like Garrido has moments where his peak is absolutely incredible but he has also moments where he's completely disconnected of the game. So I could very well see, and I think there's very high expectations of this pair. I think they're both very young players. They probably are like the future of Spanish paddle, and I think they will get there. But I'm just wondering, was this potentially too soon of a moment for, for them to actually join? So, uh, So yeah, I feel like, they are they are not gonna be up there, let's say, consistently and like you know, trying to make like a semi-final here or there. I think that people maybe would expect that this season, but I just don't think that they'll be there. And then in terms of the most uh and then the other one, which I say in terms of maybe people aren't expecting so much, but I just feel like they'll be disappointing when we take into account their seed. 
and this is uh, Lucho Capra and Belasteguin. They are currently number six seed, and I just don't see them performing at all, really. Uh, we've And it's a shame to say, because obviously this is Bellas last year, and we just hope that he can play as much as possible. But I feel like there is such a big injury risk. Uh, there's been moments where he said in preseason where he hasn't played much, and he's still he's felt uncomfortable. So you still got concerns about Bella there. And then Lucho Capra is a player that it doesn't necessarily have a lot of winners. So again, we've got a situation where they're both quite old. At least, for example, when, when we think about Momonchingo, they're both incredibly fit. They're both like at a prime age. So at least they're both playing the same style. But they they've got the conditions. I feel like Bella and Lucho are going to be in a situation where they're going to have to win the point repeated amount of times to actually win the point. If you get what I mean, and I just don't feel like they've got that at the moment. I feel like they were they would both be better suited with more offensive younger players. So I feel like based on their seed, they're going to be quite disappointing this season. Interesting. I mean, I've got to be honest. I haven't gone for Bella and Lucho just basically because I don't have expectations for them. I agree. I don't think they're going to perform that well. So even though even though they're the sixth ranked pair, I don't think that's fair. As we've previously discussed, I don't think the thing, fit rankings are really fair. So that's basically why I haven't gone for them. But I do agree that I just don't see them performing very well. I only have one pair in, my, in the mind, to be honest, in my mind, and it's Paki D'Artagnan. I just, I just wow. don't think they're going to do it. I think, yeah, I just think they're going to split. I don't know how early, but they'll split in the first few months. And I just... Do you think they'll even make like a final before they split or something like that? It's a good question. They could make a final, but in my eyes, they should be thinking we've got to win one or two tournaments throughout the season for for it to be a successful season. And yeah, I just don't think they're going to do it. They, they may win one. They may win one, but... Yeah, I really don't have very high expectations for them. And they are the fourth-seeded pairs, so they should really take advantage of that ranking and make the semifinals consistently. And I just doubt they will. And my other shout, funnily enough, I do agree with you that I think Yanguas and Garrido might be too early for them to have teamed up. I think they have a lot of potential and they have a very high ceiling. But whether they're actually going to reach that potential and whether they are suited to each other is a different question because I think that they're both a little bit hot-headed and they need to gain a little bit more. They just got to be, yeah, a little bit more calm on the court and probably need a slightly more experienced player next to them. Funnily enough, I thought Yang Wasteya would have been a great pair. And I just think that, yeah, I, I, I do agree that even though they might suddenly make a final or semi-finals beat one of the top three pairs and play a sensational tournament. I don't see them doing that consistently, at least together. I've told you before, I do think Yang West is going to have a sensational season and he, he might be making semifinals relatively regularly with someone else at some point, but potentially who I don't think will be reaching his ceiling or his maximum potential is Garrido. So that's basically why I'm also mentioning them. Yeah, and I feel like they are both really attractive assets if they were to split up 
for any of the top 10. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. Agreed, 100%. And actually, yeah, uh, Gons, do you want to ask the next one or shall I go? Yeah, so the next question is, uh, who will be the most surprising pair? So I've gone for two. I'd say they're both a bit rogue. So I'm going to go for, out of the main pairs, I'm going for Momon Chingoto. Basically, because not many people believe in them, including myself to some extent. <laughs> I just don't know Me. whether they will be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I do think that they, and I do think they're going to struggle to finish points and they're lacking a bit of aerial prowess and, and finishing and attacking power. But they're just fighters. And, and I think Momo's going to want to improve Doubters wrong. He didn't have a great season last season. I think he's very excited to go back to the backhand side of the court, which has always been his, his objective, as he indicated in a recent interview. So I just think that expectations aren't very high for them and they might surprise people. And beyond the top 10, I'm actually going to go for Pablo Cardona and Javi Ruiz. They won the ultimate paddle tour, well, the Ultimate Paddle Tour's first tournament this season up in A Coruña, beating Javi Leal and Jorge Diesta in the final. They looked really good and they've just, they were performing really well towards the end of last season. Their coach is Seba Nerone and I think he's doing a great job as a coach with a lot of pairs. And yeah, I, I just have a feeling that if they stick together, which is a bigger, it's a bigger question almost because we know how quick Cardona is to change pairs or yeah. he has been so far. I think that if they stick together, they have they mix really well. Cardona is a really attacking player. Even though he plays on the forehand, he's a lefty. He's really good at volleying. Well, he's got a great aerial threat and he's got a great smash. And then Javi Ruiz is almost like a, a Momo-style player on the backhand. And I think he's really underrated and he's got a lot of experience. So I see just that mixture of Cardona being really young and having a lot of potential and Ruiz just kind of showing him how it's done and how you've got to win matches and how you've got to grind them out, I think they could do really well together. So, yeah, we'll see. What do you think, Gons? Yeah, I really like that shout uh, outside the top 10. And I very much agree with it, actually. It was one of my, my, my shouts in terms of most surprising outside the top 10. And uh, you'll see as well one of uh, the... Well, the last question that we have, you'll see as well my answer there. And... Um, in terms of the the other, I guess, most surprising pair, and I will pick one this time inside the top 10. So I think I'm going to go with uh, Bergamini and Ruiz. I believe that they are really, really good, and they've shown that towards the, the end of last year. They've had some great wins under their belts. They've obviously beaten... Uh, Los uh, well, los Bombarderos, uh, Coelho and Tapia, which not many people can say they have. They've got, I feel like, Victor Ruiz is incredible. Uh, I think in the air, he's a machine. Offensively, he's really good. And I feel like Lucas Bergamini, when on his day, he can be really good. So I feel like they'll be up there quite uh, regularly in terms of just making, you know, your... your couple of rounds, quarterfinals, potentially semi-final here and there. And I think like they'll stick 
uh, as well. They're one of the probably longest standing pairs now, given how how basically everyone has changed uh, pairs uh, in, in the last couple of years. So I feel like that's as well something in their favor. And uh, I really believe that they can do they can do damage. But yeah, in terms of outside the top 10, I really like your your pick. And another one, which I guess is in a way, it's just a very similar and uh, it's uh, it's their their counterparts in the final of the UPC tournament, Javi Leal and uh, Diestro. I feel like they are very similar pairs in in that regard, where you've got that really experienced guy, you've got that hot headed young young gun that's really good offensively. But let me tell you, I was so impressed with Javi Leal in that tournament, uh, and they've all they had they basically had the match in their pockets and. Uh, it was it was a great effort to be fair from Cardona and and Javi Ruiz to to get that win. But yeah, I also really believe in Javi Leal. We saw his match, if you remember, at the Madrid Masters against Coelho and Tapia in a surface that the ball was super slow and he was still like smashing it at an incredible rate. So I really believe believe in him. I think he just needs to be that bit extra consistent. You can see moments where he's like does incredible points. But then all of a sudden he misses that simple volley, unforced error in the net, where it's just like, how do you do that? So uh, if if he manages to be that bit more consistent, then uh, I can definitely see them as well being really, really annoying and a really tough pair for for the top 10. That's a great shout. They were actually my other beyond the top 10 pair. So yeah, we we clearly have a very similar way of, well, Watching paddle, believing in players. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's good to see. Maybe, yeah, just a couple of, two more questions to wrap up. My last question would be, who do you think is going to be the MVP of the season? Well, I have to be consistent with my picks. And I did say that Lebron and Galan are going to end the year as the number one pair. And I think this will be because Ale Galan will be the MVP of the season and he'll be the best player of the season. I think towards the end of last year, he was absolutely sensational. He was the best player, in my opinion, on on tour. And I feel like this year he's ready to to continue that run. And essentially, I think he's got like a big chip on his shoulder and he's really motivated. And uh, yeah, I, that, that will be my my MVP pick. Yeah, again, I want to be consistent as well. So it's, I think it's going to be very, very tight between Dabia and Galan. I think they will be the two best players this season. Not saying that Lebron and Goello as their pairs will perform, well, to a, to a much lower level. I think they'll be very, very high and playing really, really well as well. And also, of course, Estupa and Neno. But I just think that Dabia and Galan probably have the highest ceiling. Maybe Lebanon is up there as well. And yeah, I just want to go with my heart. And given that I think Dabia and Goya will end the season as the number one ranked pair, I think Dabia will do it again. We saw how many moments of magic he, well, he basically gave us last season. And those matches at the start of the season when they beat Lebanon and Galan, they stole the number one ranking from them. Dabia was the real leader in those matches. And I think, yeah, all the matches that, Dabia and Guayo have played against Galan and Lebron. I think Dabia has been the better player out of the two, or at least the big majority of the matches. I've, I've, I may have forgotten one or two. So yeah, I'm believing in 
en Tapia. Yeah, I think definitely if it was one of Tapia and Coelho, I definitely see Tapia being that. And he is a leader of the pair, so I definitely see him being that MVP. So now our last question is, who do you think is going to be the most improved player of the season? Okay, so I'm going to go for... I want to give you my three shouts, and then I'll decide on one. So, Javi Leal, as you mentioned before, I just have so much faith in him. He's looking better and better. He definitely has all the shots. Amazing smash, and he's not even that tall. He's very young, and I do have a lot of faith in him, so I think he could be one of them. As I said before, I think Mike Yanguas is looking better and better. I think he has the advantage of playing on the forehand, so... I think generally there probably are the level of backhand players could be a tad higher than the forehand players. So if pair changes happen, he could end up pairing up with one of the top players in the world, maybe a Paquito at some point. I'd love to watch that them play together. And I think that he, yeah, he'll be in the question for sure, at least in my eyes. And the other one is Juan Tello. Now I was watching an interview with him recently uh it was from well el cuarto set so pablo was interviewing him and he said that he still has faith and he thinks that he could reach the number one ranked well basically become a number one at some point in his career and i do agree with him in the sense that he has all the shots he's really tall really athletic really fit he can smash the ball unbelievably well he's really good at defending for being that tall he just basically has everything. I just think he he may have been a bit unlucky. Maybe he hasn't played the the important parts of the matches as well as he could have and not as well as the other top, top players. So Lebron, Galán, Tapia, Coelho, etc. Play those matches and those points. But I have faith in him. And, well, he's kicked off the season really well by winning the Hexagon Cup with the Neno, as I mentioned at the start of the episode. So those would be my three shouts. In terms of who improves the most, I'm going to go for Deyo, funnily enough. Wow. Because, yeah, I just think Leal and Yangwas were really good last season anyway. So in terms of improvement, I just think the bigger change could be Deyo. Because, as we said, last season wasn't great. And, yeah, what do you think, Gons? It's a really interesting shout. I really like it. I'm just not sure if that level that you're speaking about, he can reach it with Alex Ruiz. That's my only question mark. I definitely feel like he's got the potential. I can definitely see him as a number one. I just feel like he needs to work on his mental side of the game and that lack of focus in like really important parts of the games or we've seen countless times they're breaking, let's say at like a five or, but then they get broken back like 40 love. And it's like, what are you doing? You were just amazing the last game. So that's the only question mark. I feel like for him to develop that, I'm just not sure if he can do it with Alex Ruiz. I can I can see a season of Dejan Ruiz basically playing out like last one, where they're like somewhere thereabouts, but not really a bit disappointing, but like not bad enough. So it's like a massive, you know, drama. So uh so we'll see. But if other options open up, I think that that can definitely do him uh really good. So, for example, I don't know, could he pair up with someone like John South or something like that? I think that would be very exciting. Or as you mentioned as well, if Paquito Sanjo split, I think that would be incredible for him to go with with Sanjo, for example. 
And uh, but yeah, very interesting. I think I'm gonna go with Pablo Cardona, but I also thought about Javi Leal because, uh, like I mentioned, I think seeing him this preseason was absolutely amazing, and I think towards the end of last season he started to do really well. And I'm gonna go with Pablo Cardona because I think there was a lot of hype about him uh, towards the start of last season. And rightly so, he was incredible. He had like an incredible uh, match-winning streak with with Ibancho. Then the season really just took a massive turn downhill. He started having loads of different pair changes, um, had that whole drama with Ibancho, and then yeah, just basically ended up in a really bad like note, I think, and and not like it almost felt like the the ship has sailed for him. But I've really seen him well during this preseason. I think that Victor Ruiz is a is a really good partner for him, as you highlighted that really experienced. I mean, Victor Ruiz has been or, or Javier Ruiz, sorry, has been on tour for for ages, and uh, and I think it's done him really well. I think for them to win the UPT is is incredible, and when we see him play, like he's definitely got all the shots as well. He's an incredible athlete. And you can tell like players when they speak about the next gen and, and the next players, they all mention Pablo Cardona. I mean, he's still incredibly young. So I feel like he can really step up the season. And uh, yeah, I think he will. But I really like the the shout from Deo. It's really interesting. Yeah, just to, I do want to highlight one thing. The main reason why I think Deo could be the most improved player. Obviously, he's had a really tough time recently since separating from Chingoto. He's played with Paquito. That obviously didn't go well at all. And with Reef, they maybe didn't live up to expectations, although they were very consistent in a way. They were always making the quarterfinals. But basically, I just think that that partnership will end sooner than later. I think they might have a good start to the season because they know each other well and we know how important that is. So I think they could well, keep performing consistently and make the quarterfinals, maybe a semi-final every now and then. But I just do think that at some point in the next few months, there will pair changes will happen. One of these top six, seven pairs will split and that will cause two or, or three other pairs to split. And just so many forehand players will want to pair up with Deyo. And I see Yanguas Deyo being a great partnership. I see John Santh Deyo being a great partnership. Also, just those youngsters mixing with Deo's experience, even though he's not that old, he's kind of in that mature age. And, well, there's 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 more players than that. I mean, I just think Sanyo, as we've mentioned previously, they could be a great pair. So that's why I just think that Deo could improve a lot from what we've seen and he has the potential to do so. So do you think that, because uh, it's interesting because... He probably didn't have the season we all expected to, but he still made a final. He made some decent semifinals. Do you see him potentially, in terms of the improvement, do you see him just being almost like a very easy lock for semifinals and, let's say, making multiple finals and maybe even potentially winning? I don't see him winning a tournament with Alex Ruiz. However, if he split and teamed up with John Santh and Mike Yanguas, I could see them challenging. I, I just think that those partnerships would work really well. I don't think he'll win a tournament with Ruiz. But yes, I do think that with Ruiz, he'll probably make the quarterfinals, I wouldn't say week in, week out, but very consistently. And yeah, whether he's going to make lots of semifinals with Ruiz, 
I just it's so tough because they will have to face Tapia Coelho, Stupa Dineno or Leonardo Galan to make that semi-final, at least for the time being, because they're not within the top four seeds. And I just don't see them beating them consistently. So that's that's my worry. Yeah, well, Hugo, it's been a pleasure. It's been really interesting. And yeah, our predictions are now locked for the 2024 season. And like I mentioned at the beginning, we'll look back in December and probably laugh uh, by getting all of them wrong. But nonetheless, I think it's been a great episode and it's been really fun. And yeah, just so excited for the season to officially kick off and get get talking a lot more about paddle so uh yeah i hope uh, all our listeners out there enjoyed it and uh i'll catch you next time yeah i love the episode and yeah guys make sure you watch the Riyadh p1 because i'm sure it's going to be a great tournament and yeah just so happy that paddle's back cheers guys have a great week